feel so free. I'll be at peace, baby. Life will be so dope with me. No worries being around me. Hold you in my arms, kiss your pain away. I ain't playing games, babe. Why don't you see? There's no other like me. I know you don't trust anybody, but as for me, Stay playing dogs. Yeah. My moves stay light years ahead. Your moves have been 
look on you still Most you saying dog, money wasted on an outlook that's doomed Got you pacing long, look on your face yeah. like it's not a chance for Sean EXP still with my score This beat is straight sickening uh -huh. So when we fit this bitch nicotine Physically addicting, so listen till you're sick of me I script it critically acclaimed Nods for the underground, lyrically insane Feel it in your brain as I say something wild I bet they shut it down when JK come around It's EXP, put it in the air, yeah you heard of me Slaying for decades, my 10 year anniversary Bunch of weed currency, better believe I'm currently Still doing my thing, neck deep in We the team that, reppin' in May, yeah you see that Even the tat on my arm is rockin' a B-hat When we rap, it's a movement, gain of momentum You better move when we do this, we'll be banging against you We some dangerous angels of death, coming to get you Reaper style in the reaper cloud, make you keep the speakers loud I'm so gutter, the muffin's broke cutter I'm so raw like cocaine with no cutter You know my squad is gon' bang, so don't run up We go hard, flow flames, we don't shut up Who want rock with me? Hit you off properly Spit some bars and hit the ball, come take a shot with me Do it sloppily, claiming that you dropping heat Yeah, you show a lot of teeth, but really you don't want a beef It's time to get out the sport if you cannot compete Every time they drop a beat, I kill it cause I gotta eat Versus if you want the heat, muscle if you want the beef Got that marijuana cheap, tell me what it's gonna be I'm a pro with the slick talk, fresh like a ziplock Keep them L's rolled, I'm ready for lift off Slight me, don't get it in if your dish is off Even your chick loves my shit, she dancing in the I'm not a pretty looking son of a by any means But my personality stays shining like Mr. Clean I'ma focus on the present, the future is all a dream And I seen bonds break through the egos and greed We all one, moving a unit instead of one on one It's looking stupid in this land I'm from, the guns rule You think not, son, you a fool Forget not, no knots, lacking smarts back to school Knowledge is key, confidence, finish a close second Third will be the willing to fizzle out this aggression Part four is all of my dedication and force Navigating through all of you yes men on my course High depth, but I'm old school like NES The Sega Genesis, EXP click, bang your head to this Russell equals excellence, Boston on the map April Mass, throw your ex up in the head yeah. Holla back Islamic militant, death coming imminent Style and preeminent, silly grin on the instruments EXP with the intricate, syllabus cold as inuits For type of fire spitting, you ain't pack enough them insolence Welcome to America, beat you for your insolence a socialistic influence and patriots resilience Self from the king period, legend inscribed the pyramids Taking you to war like jihadists in them Syrians From serious, my syllable, silky smooth and delirious Sentences, senses, smashing you sissies, that's nefarious Hilarious, some arrogance, domination and perilous Created the Sumerians, who the fuck is you barreling? Have you sucking some barrels and bowel you straight inheriting? A slug down your throat like I'm JFK and you Maryland Injecting you with sarin and AIDS is my lone comparison Like wine houses, boxes, the way that I'm ever sterilin' Calls. 
so we can't go no further no stuck right in our tracks right there so baby can you believe that we fell off in the deep end? i'm addicted to the way that you feel me to the way that you care Somewhere out there If forever was forever, babe We would be together, baby baby. If forever was forever, babe
its history. A raging blizzard that came in on winds of up to 100 miles an hour, bringing death and destruction to the whole region. Declaration. What we believe is happening, Carl, is that the president is likely to invoke the Stafford Act here. That's a uh, procedure that was initially started back in the 1970s to deal with national disasters, and it unlocks funding from the federal government for FEMA to respond in localities that have been hardest hit. In this case, the possibility is that you're looking at a national uh, declaration. Of ordered the U.S. Army to go in and do whatever it could to help. A report from Providence. Centers on the state of emergency declared this morning in Buffalo. New centers Mike Pegasus explains. From across Massachusetts uh, were in places like this. They boarded about two dozen buses and then they left from near Springfield, Braintree, and here in Melrose. Winds will increase to 50 miles per hour tonight and continue through Fighting critters in the front yard. Ever feel like you're in the front lines? You buy tons of name brand camp killers that swear up and down they'll take out the problem first spray. Well, our intel says otherwise. Forget all that. Call us, Old Colony Pest Control. Tell them that Red Revere sent you. We handle commercial and residential pest control needs. Take care of anything from ants, roaches, ticks, mosquitoes, rats, and more. No wildlife or termites at this time. Call us at 774-400-5993 and we'll bring in the big guns. Let me tell you who to blame. Blame the boy lying at your feet, his body oozing life through the hole in his stomach where the bullet tore him apart. Blame him for challenging you, for not looking away and for not backing down when you pulled out the gun. Blame your mother for bringing you into this world when she was but a kid herself and for dragging you up, not bringing you up. Blame society for not giving you hope. Blame your father for not being there the man who looked after himself instead of looking after you. Blame the gun in your hand for making you a target, for making you more likely to be picked on. Blame the dead boy, blame your mother, blame society, blame your father, blame the gun, blame anyone but yourself for not being strong enough to put down the gun, to break the cycle. Brockton is proud to be the city of champions. With a rich sports history, Brockton is the hometown of boxing greats Rocky Marciano and marvelous Marvin Hagler. The city's athletic legacy continues with the success of Brockton High School sports teams. Known for athletic excellence and good sportsmanship, the BHS athletic program was selected as the number one athletic program in Massachusetts by Sports Illustrated. The school's Brockton boxers have been a longtime powerhouse in high school football. In fact, the BHS football program has been regarded as one of the most storied, successful, and dominant high school football programs of all time. The BHS boys soccer team recently won their first state championship in 2017, leading them to be ranked seventh on USA Today's list of top high school soccer teams across the country. These are just some of the many reasons why Brockton is the city of champions.
And we're here broadcasting live from the City of Champions. You're listening to The Booth. And you guys saw my public service announcement as we came on the air tonight. That was Samuel L. Jackson, Blaine. A very powerful public service announcement, especially with the news that's out there today. We're going to get into that in a little bit. Um, my first guest is on with me, as you can see her up in the upper left-hand corner. I um, answers real quick. And I got to thank everybody. My guest up here, my first guest, she was actually tuned into the show last week when the zombie apocalypse went full tilt last week. Um, as you guys can see, I was able to survive the zombie apocalypse. I was able to escape. Um, we had a White House press conference that cut into my show last week. And um, I got to get into my sponsors real quick. MDB Electronics, Michael Douglas Bretto. If you want your controllers fixed, send them out back within 20 hours. Lifetime warranty. Also, Viana Marie's music is available online now. It's personal. Check it out. Also, tactical target systems, zombie targets. You want to head out there and get your zombie targets look real fresh at the range. Check out Don Robinson. Tactical target systems. Got other targets to choose from. Yeah, check out the. Also, for everyone who loves my show, I love Boston Sports.com. 
check them out. We give a shirt away every chance I kind of get for those chat. Also, we report veterans here, Old Colony Pest Control, Carbonell, Veteran Dome, Residential, and and before we get into the news booth, I've got my first guest here, but I got to thank everybody in the chat right now. Dave Haggerty's in the chat. Jamie Hodges, back. she's our second guest. Amber Smith, got your shirt on. IGY6, it is a program where they put veterans, service dogs, veterans who suffer from SD, dogs are there to be their support. Um, and this is second year um, my guy travis projecton is involved with it and um i will be the D at the igy6 event this saturday night for the second year static about it amber smith thank you but my first guest before we get into the news booth she is running for southeastern regional technical high school the mouthful but don't laugh that's my alma mater i graduated in 84 uh she is running for the school committee um and I'm going to let her introduce herself, and then we're going to get into this interview because we got a good show tonight. And we got two interviews, so I want to make sure I get everybody in there and give them a fair time. So please, ma'am, introduce yourself. Hello, everyone. Thank you, Keith, for having me as one of your uh, guests here tonight. My name is Magali Penny, otherwise known as Maggie Penny, and I am uh, happy to be here with you guys tonight. Uh, last week's show was awesome. I loved it. I was rolling. It was so Thank entertaining. You. Thank you. I try to, I try, you know, a lot. You did? Yeah. I, and I try, I try to entertain. I, I, I'm trying to do something in Brockton that really hasn't been done before with this podcast. I mean, I've been doing this before anybody else. I've been thousand. Mm -hmm. So this podcast is way ahead of other podcasts in the city of Brockton. And um, it's, it's great stuff to get everybody on here. And once again, I just got to let everyone know, um, my show does get out to a lot of viewers, gets out to a lot of people, and any politician who wants to come on, you're welcome to reach out to me and come on. It's an open forum for anybody, um, so I just want everybody to know that we are welcome to have anybody. I love when people go. We've had the mayor himself on. We've had Michelle Dubois on. We've got you on right now, and I've got yes, some and really- I've I got some, recommended people, too, for your show in the past. It, it's a really, yes. really good program you're doing. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're doing what you're doing from your perspectives, um, from Brockton representing, and it's 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 on. It's on. And you over so. you oversee a pretty popular um, Facebook page too, Brockton Political Central, correct? Correct. Yes, and, and there's a lot of stuff that's out there um, that's going on. Right, there's a lot of discussion going on right now. Right now, so if you guys want to go check it out and see what's going on, you can check it out. But election is next week. And I, I got to get to the meat of the questions and some things here. And I actually had to change some of my questions because of some of the that happened in the news the past two weeks that I think really needs to ask both of these people running. Um, so she just introduced herself, Maggie. I want to thank you for coming on. First thing I got to ask you, what do you bring to the table for this committee? Experience, advocacy, empathy understanding, education, varied knowledge, and the willingness to collaborate on multiple and let, levels. And what I want you to do is let the people know, if you are elected to this position to represent Brockton for 
Southeast. Because for those who don't know what Southeastern Regional Vote Tech is, I, I'm, I went to Southeastern Regional Vote Tech. I graduated with a theory in diesel mechanics. And for those who say that we need tradespeople in this world right now, you do. I'm not going to lie. I, I graduated in 1984. I actually was double promoted, graduated in 1984 at the age of 16 and a half. Four years later, I got a job on the MBTA as a fueler, worked my way up. I spent 20 years on the MBTA, and now I'm at local airport. I was a, I was a diesel mechanic for the MBTA, which that trade I learned right there at Southeastern Region. I was a kid from Brockton, and I was high on this. I, and I, I took that. But I learned there, and I brought that knowledge to a career, and, and I made a career out of it. So for people who say Voltex are needed, they are. They are needed. They do give people a So what I have to ask you is, is what is your biggest challenge if you get elected? What is your first back out the gate, and what is your biggest challenges? Um, basically, to make it known, as I have uh, as a parent, in the past that I'm serious. I want it to be completely understood that I'm here and I've made sacrifices and commitments to the school and its district and everyone who's a stakeholder there from the students to the families all up through to the other school committee members that I'm here and I'm serious. I'm serious, I'm here for the long haul. And I want them to understand, as I had tried to uh, make very clear when I went to the school committee meeting last year or earlier this year in June, and I spoke to all of them, every single member of the committee, thanking them, showing my gratitude, and letting them know that I'm here representing other families, other parents, and other kids, other students. Um, and, you know, I'm, I didn't come out here to play. So uh, that's something that I'm wanting to do amicably. I'm wanting to be able to build and maintain relationships with the rest of the school committee members. But I'm trying to be, you know, I'm thinking of the families and those students. And that's driving me. That's my driving force towards making improvements in what I've said um, before, top to bottom, bottom to top. But the number one team are those families and those students at the school because they come to the district like your family brought you into the district. You know, a, a young boy, a very talented young man who excelled not only academically, but in the trades. I'm trying to create as many opportunities for all the students throughout the communities representing um, vocational, technical uh, education, as well as academics. You know, um, they're equally um, important um, and you know, the school model's excellent. It's a wonderful school. My son's been there, he's a sophomore. His first full year, you talk about your high honors and your excellence. My son got a perfect score on his MCAS inside of Southeastern nice. Regional nice. School. Perfect, nice. perfect score. I was shocked. He'd always done well in the Brockton Public Schools, as did my girls. Um, 
you know, in various ways in various um, uh, classes um, academically. But it was important for me to expose him to experiential learning, you know, hands-on, you know, um, not only academics, you know, um, because that is where you'll see so much challenge and rigor if you're not just focusing on the books and the tests, you know, and even the MCAS, because that's not why they're there. You know, that's not why kids like my son are there. You know, they're there to, to take these opportunities and ro run with them, you know, and you, right, you are an example, a role model. Um, I'm going to tell my son about you. Because I did not know. <laughs> I yeah, and, and one know. of the things is, as you know, I I I I went to Southeastern. My first year was 1980, and the, and, the, and then the, at that time there weren't many minorities in Southeastern mm -hmm. region. So I did go through some issues there um, with some kids because I was black. Because a lot of people who don't understand Southeastern region, it's it's a, several towns. It's Brockton. It's it's other towns involved in going. Oh, I was, I had white culture thrust right into my face and I've built relationships with a lot of white friends that I grew up with who became lifelong childhood friends, you know, and I used to, I, I was hazed. I was hazed from freshman to junior year at Southeastern Regional because that's how it was at that time. Um, and then I went down to Louisiana with my grandmother and I came back to school Pounds and I, I must have had a, a double my growth spurt, and no one wanted to mess with me senior year. <laughs> right, but um, it was a great learning process for me because my junior year I took diesel theory. That was what I did. My junior yeah. year I took a job at National Rent Hall in Houghton. Those who don't know how vocational school works, you of academics, which is classes, did two weeks of prop. But in my two weeks of shop, I ended up getting a job because I knew what, and I took my job at National Rental in Stoughton. So what happened with me that I went to school for two weeks for academics, and then two weeks, I didn't go to school for shop because I had a job working in, I was fixing bobcats and thinking that stuff right down on 138. I was getting a check at 16 years old, working on vehicles. So I had two weeks of classes outside of school, and it made the school year go by this quick. I had most of all of my credits in my senior year. I was actually to leave early and go work full time every week because I had already had my credits. So for people who want to work hard, want to take the advantages of, and you, you learn the values of making money and working. Um, my let's see, my fourth question for you. These next two questions are things that I have to ask um, because of the things that have, that have come up in the news couple of weeks and I'm going to ask these questions of both politicians on tonight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We've got this issue going on right now where um, we've had this attack on Nancy Pelosi's husband. We've had some other attacks. Stepping up and volunteering to run for any office, any seat, anywhere, even in the, even in the school committee, the threat of violence from knuckleheads and people, political lines don't match up is there. Um, what is, what are your thoughts on protecting politicians in this day and age right now? Because this is, this is getting to be, people feel like their kids. So, so like you were in the school committee, you were making decisions kids, but I hate to say it. We're dealing with a parent base right now that thinks that they're entitled to everything. 
and it bugs me that everybody thinks they're no wrong and the teachers are all wrong. Everybody's wrong, but their kid can never do no wrong and they think they're entitled. And sometimes these things we've seen in Boston, we've seen parents going to school with guns to confront teachers. What do you think we need to do to protect politicians of, of, at, at any level, at any level? Well, I mean, I'm not going to be selfish and be thinking that politicians are the priorities to be protected. Those kids need to be protected because long before the current climate, you had school violence where kids are killing kids, kids are shooting kids. Okay, so my thing is, is that it needs to be a comprehensive, protective and safe environment for anyone that goes into that those buildings in the district and leaves, whether it's sun up, sun down. I'm not trying to make it about me as a politician. I'm already making sacrifices during this campaign because I'm not thinking about me. I'm not trying to use this as a leg up to position myself to higher political uh, areas. I'm here because I'm about those families and those kids. So whatever plans are made, it has to be comprehensive and it has to include everybody, every stakeholder, including politicians. I'm no, I'm not, you know, you know, oh, you know, above anybody else as a politician. No, I'm a human just like anybody else that, that walks in and out of those buildings. So whatever gets done, and these are conversations, I agree with you, these conversations to happen, but they've been needing to happen even before the current climate. Because hello, how long ago did things happen? Sandy Hook was how long ago? Before that, Columbine? Before that? Come on now. You know, a, a, a leader or and a politician is best serves their constituents by not thinking and focusing on their own safety and protection. They're thinking about everybody else as well. And that's what I would want to do, bringing these discussions to the table so that not only parents can feel safe addressing and knowing that their concerns, their valid concerns are going to be heard, you know, same with the students as well as those, you know, other administrators, educators, everybody should feel safe, not just the politicians, come on now. So that's my, that's my thing, right? I've always been a comprehensive, holistic thinker and visionary. So whatever I get into, you know, um, I, I'm thinking holistically, I'm thinking of everyone, not just me. So I feel like you're right. These are valid concerns, you know, but this things have been ratcheting up for decades. It's not just not been in the last exactly, six years. exactly. It, 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 it's just getting worse. Uh, we've got a lot of people in the chat saying hello. Felicia Damon Pendel, she says she wishes both of you guys the best. She's talking about the upcoming guests also. She says Maggie and Jamie are great candidates. They are 100% for every family, they're genuine, and they both have compassion. Both will work hard. Thank you, Felicia. For that. Thank uh, you, my please. fifth question here before I get you out of here. Um, mm -hmm. big news today, unfortunately, um, have a death of a rapper. He goes shot. Eight years old. And, you know, it's just, it's just horrible. You know, we, we get tired of it. We, we go back and forth and, and I, I put a post out this morning because I, I wanted to speak to us, the black community, 
because we know about this gun violence. We've been feeling about this gun violence. Every time something happens, we always turn our backs, or we never really say anything. We've had we had a barbershop shooting in Dorchester last week. Where we all know anybody who works politics or anybody who works with the police, they all know barbershops since 1991. Behind the scenes, these gangs have been told are off limits. No violence is supposed to happen in churches. No violence is supposed to happen in, in barbershops. Those places were considered off limits to the gangs, yet we now have this happen. Gun violence has really pissed me off. We, as a, as a community, for black people, what do we need to do to stop this? It, you can't stomp your hands and feet and, and try to force people, but what do we need to do? We need to unite. There's not been any unity. You've got all these different factions. Everybody's doing concerned about their particular organization, what their thing to do, what you know, where their hands are being dipped into. You cannot have. You have to go old school. You have to unite. You, the, the, these issues are community-based issues, where the community needs to just. Forget about their egos and their ambition and come together, you know, think out of the box and come with ways, ways that have worked, ways that we can try that are new and, 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 and just collaborate, you know, come together. That's not, I, I don't remember that. I don't remember ever seeing that happen, not in Brockton, you know? I have my little circle, I have my little network of people you know, my little micro community. But I have never, I was born and raised in Brockton, okay? And I left, I went to Boston. I saw how things went down in Boston, but I loved Boston because a lot of it, a lot of the neighborhoods and, and communities are about trying to at least come together, you know, uh, and, and, and make things better for their residents. But I see, I don't see, I see disconnects in Brockton. You know, this it's just like everybody's out to get theirs, get mines. It's about what I that entitled. Yeah, I feel that's that's part of that entitled. Am I lying? So, no, you're not. You're, you're exactly right. It, 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 that's why things I think have gotten worse. And I think that's why we're seeing people walk up into barbershops that used to be a safe place since 1991 when people finally got fed up with all the violence. And then we had to come down and say, Hey, we're making the, first of all, we're going to take the first steps and we're going to make certain places hands off. You want, cause when you shoot somebody in the barbershop, you kill the community because people don't, and I'm going to talk about that in my news booth later on, but um, again, that's a whole nother topic, but can you please let people know how they can follow you on social media and stuff? The election is November 8th. Whoever you are voting for people, please vote. Remember to vote. It doesn't matter what your party line is. As long as you vote, because the one thing that pisses me off is when I get into a debate with somebody and it kind of gets heated, and then they say, well, that's why I don't vote. <laughs> the apathy is real. Oh. I can be located on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn professionally and personally, as well as um, my Magali A. Penny for Southeastern Regional School District um, page for this particular uh, journey that I'm on with this campaign. But I'm accessible. I've always been um, with the Brockton Political Forum as well as the myriad of other groups and pages that I admin. It's not just that one. I'm on a ton <laughs> of different kinds of varied um, um, well, platforms. 
So I'm accessible. Um, you can find me. You can message me. Message me. I'll find you. Come on. <laughs> I'm not afraid um, to have communication with people. So I like actually communicating with people. Um, Hope Amaral Malinati Magali has many years of experience collaborating so that the beneficial decision is made. It is clear that Magali and Jamie will work hard for all the families situation. So great stuff from her. Um, he says, Magali Penny for Southeast Regional School. Alicia, yes, we talked about Mr. Cardoso last week. But what we're going to do here, we're at 723. I've got to get this next guest on. Her speak. Um, Jamie Hodges is waiting in the wings patiently. But I got to thank you for coming on this show tonight and speaking with us. And one thing I know is that you're true because I can see it in your facial expressions and how your delivery was that you're very passionate about this. And I wish you all the luck. In the, in the thank you so much, Keith. Thank you for doing what you do. I appreciate you and your vision and keep maintaining. Thank you very much. So, guys, we're going to be right back. I'm going to get my guest in here. I'm just going to take a quick break. We're going to be back with more Booth after this. You're watching the Booth on YouTube.com, YouTube, LinkedIn, everywhere. YouTube, subscribe. Do what you can. I'm going to be back after this.
nice one to beat. It's your boy Sinist One broadcasting live from the City of Champions. We are in the booth, and as I said, I got to fly along here. I got a whole show to give you guys tonight. But my first, my first guest, I got to thank her, Maggie Penny, for coming on. Great stuff, great interview. I wish her luck. She's running for Southeastern Regional, um, Southeastern Regional Vocational Technical High School. I think I'd be able to say that I went there. Um, school committee. Uh, my second guest is coming up here, Jamie Hodges. I'm going to let her introduce herself, and we're going to give her her questions so she can answer. Um, Jamie, can you introduce and what? Yes, so my name is Jamie Hodges, and I'm running to be the Brockton representative for Southeastern Regional School Committee. Um, a little bit about my background as I attended Brockton High School. I graduated in 2012, um, and in 2016, I received my bachelor's degree in management. And in 2020, I graduated with my master's degree in management. Um, and I'm currently working on my doctorate degree um, in business management. Um, and I am running for a Southeastern Regional School Committee. Nice. Good stuff. I like seeing the youth get out there and get involved. Graduating in 2012. So that's far back. Um, and see so you steady grinding, continuing your education, doing what you have to. Um, so I'm going to ask you the same questions that I asked Maggie. Uh, my second question for you, what do you bring to the table for, for this school committee? You know, you re you're representing Brockton, even though there's other towns and other members coming from other towns. What do you bring in your representation of Brockton? Um, what I bring to the table is I bring the educational equity. So the mission of Southeastern is um, transform students into lifelong learners. I consider myself as a resident of the Brockton and as a community leader, I am a lifetime learner. I am the person that's, you know, ready to, you know, further their education, learn all, all I can learn. Um, and I'm always looking for different opportunities as well. I also bring to the table being a community leader. You know, I'm out there in the community every time there's an event, you know, I sit on different boards, such as an alternate member on the Zoning Board of Appeals, I sit on um, different, you know, two different other boards in the city, along with, you know, starting my own nonprofit in the city, you know, bringing those um, groups of people together so that we can, you know, have a common place that we can come together, you know, let's do something good in the city of Brockton. Um, I also bring that transparency, being able to have someone that's transparent on the school committee board is very, you know, important as well. Um, so bringing that to the table, as well as, you know, being a person that's going to stand up and advocate for all 
all students, not just the Brockton students, but I want to be there for every student. It doesn't matter which district of the um, the district of Southeastern that you live in. I'm there no matter what. I will commit it to answer your emails, your phone calls, whatever you need. You know, you can always call me and count on. I'm a person that's a that's a um, that's a doer, not a shower. I'm a person that's going to get the job done and make sure that if you have a complaint or concern or anything that I'm going to bring it back to um, the school committee, we're going to have a solution for that. And if you were to get in, my third question for you, if you were to get in and get elected, what do you think is going to be your biggest challenge for 2023 out the gate? And what is your, what do you see as something that you add to your things that you've best at? Yes. So I think with any new position, there's always going to be challenges. You know, you being the new person on the board, you have to learn everything, be caught up to speed. So um, an important thing that I'm going to do is make sure that I um, talk to those, you know, those school committee members that's been on the board for a long time. You know, if I'm like need something to learn, you know, I'm going to be that person to um, have that determination to tackle those challenges head on, no matter what the challenge is. I'm a type of person is I'm going to get through that challenge. I'm going to make sure that I am a person that's going to, you know, stand by my word, a person that's going to make sure that all those students, when they need someone, I'm right there. Every time they say someone needs something, Jamie Hodges name is going to be immediately the person's name that pops up. And um, you said the second part is um, what I plan to do. Um, I, the first step that I want to plan to do is I want to get caught up to speed. I want to know, you know, being a new board member when elected is I want to know what's happening. I want to hear firsthand from those students, from the teachers, administrators, even the parents. Like, what do you notice that's happening at this school? You know, what do you want to see happen? What type of changes do you want to see? Because it's important to always get feedback from the students and parents and administrators that experience it firsthand every single day um, to tell me what's happening. So then I'm that voice that can go back to the school committee and say, hey, this is what's happening. Well, how can we change this so that these students and these parents are satisfied, you know, with this school? Great stuff, great stuff. Now, I, I, as I, as if you, I know you were listening, um, I am a graduate of Southeastern Regional. And as I had mentioned, you know, I love the school. I love the fact that I was able to get my hands and learn trade all at the same time. Once I hit my junior year and I was in theory, I was ready to, I was already making money. Yeah. I learned how to make money here working during in the co-op program. Now, one of the things that I, that, that I do know about Southeastern region has upset me and I get it. I mean, it's kind of changed with workforce was very upset to hear how many of the of the vocational program have dropped out of, of of from from the school i went there you had auto mechanics auto body specialized auto which was that was when all the computers were just coming around so they had a secondary shop for specialized auto they had metal fab they had um building and carpentry they had welding they had and i'm hearing that you know a lot of these, some of these, a lot of these Votex are kind of going by the wayside and, and not just Southeastern, but a lot of them are, are dumping those programs that I feel is still useful trades. Um, I thought I heard plumbing was no longer. Is that not true? Still there? I'm not. I'd have to find out. So yeah, I have to find out. Yeah, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I'll definitely find out. And I'll get back to you. Yeah, because they they used to have they they I, when I went there, there was a ton of of vocational opportunities. 
Now I heard that they added some stuff like CSI there for folks. Voc- that oh, yeah, is that it. is something yeah. needed. Television and production, I that's needed. Uh, and, you know, mm-hmm. um, Kelly Hanlon says plumbing is still there. Um, okay. okay, good, good, because we. I look at these trades and I'm hearing. I know that where I was at Diesel, um, a lot of that stuff is by kind of the wayside. Glad to see plumbing. Um, my question for you, number four. Um, we've had these stories of politicians being attacked, and and you know, everybody who runs for a seat, you're 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 really a volunteer at this level. Really a volunteer. You, you don't really start mm-hmm. seeing anything big as, as far as getting paid for what you do. It's not all about that. But the problem is, is that today, like I, I explained to our first guest, Maggie, that we have a, a, a bunch of people who feel like they're entitled to things. Feel like their kid, like you've seen it, the parents whose kids can do no wrong, and you try to tell them, and you know the teacher's the bad person in this situation 100% of the time now. I remember when I was younger, if my parents got the call from the teacher, I knew I was going home to an ass whipping. I, I knew it. If the teacher, if the teacher had to call my dad or my mother, I was doing the Charlie Brown walk all the way home. I would, I would walk extra slow from school because I knew, I knew I was getting my ass whooped. If I, you know, and and we don't have that today. We don't have, we don't have kids with fear. We have a bunch of entitled brats, parents defend them and I, and I don't like that so how do we protect people at these meetings and, and, and what, what would be some of your ideas um as far as protecting politicians because we, we we're seeing it in the news it's getting kind of crazy um what would be some of your ideas yeah so my first idea um like Maggie said is always the students come first you know whenever in any situation it's always the students and administrators because they're experiencing it firsthand but if we are in a city well not a city council if we're in school committee meeting and we have you know like you said an irate parent comes up and tried to attack so my first idea would be to you know have maybe a police officer or security guard present in the room you know if you know like me being a member on the school but if I know I already have a parent irate and this parent's telling me that they're gonna come to this meeting you know I'm already gonna want to be prepared you know I always like to say like um be a person that's like have too much and then not have enough so I'd rather just have that police officer there that security guard there just in case and then that parent probably say oh wait let me not you know let me not do what I think I was going to do you know is that is that something you feel we should make mandatory because I don't think that's mandatory at this time I don't think having a police officer at a school committee meeting or or whatever i don't think that's mandatory do you think think that you're at a point where you might have to stop making that mandatory because during covid we saw these crazy videos of people at school Mm -hmm. committee meetings getting violent and it's scary it's scary so do you feel that's something we should make mandatory or do you think it's something i think that um I was going to say, because if we do mandatory, then parents maybe would know it's there and not like offer like resistance, you know, for coming in. But I think that it should be something by a case by case basis. So when you sit on a school committee, no, most of the time you're going to have that parent calling you complaining about X, Y, Z. So you're going to know in advance, you know, you're going to kind of be able to like connect the dots and say, okay, then when they say they're coming, you're like, I'd rather be that person say, okay, um, this parent's coming. Can we have like, you know, maybe a police officer and standby or security guard on standby for this you know this 
this meeting that is scheduled. So it's like something that like they can be either be in the parking lot, you know, and even in the school, you know, just having that presence can make that person like, oh, wait, I shouldn't go do that because I see them outside, you know? So that's Hope more so. offered <laughs> protection, you know, right. And that's also like protection for the students or the parents that's attending that meeting as well. Cause they're like, okay, well maybe this person made a big ordeal, you know, on social media about the situation. I like, oh, well that this committee took that extra stuff to have that police. I feel safe going in and voicing my opinion on the situation situation versus as you know the parents that's like yeah i'm not going there you know so i think that um it would have to be probably like a case by case to make it mandatory um but i feel like as a person you know that's ran for office um I, that would make me comfortable as well you know having that extra sense of security you know because like you said anything could happen so just having that like just being able to say i can relax you know instead of being like you know tensed up so i definitely agree with that and my last question to you is a question that I, I, I had to throw in here tonight. I had four questions, but I had to get this fifth question in because this incident with the Migos and takeoff at 28 years old being yeah. shot and senseless gun violence. And then I was already going to talk on the show about the attack of the Dorchester barber who was shot and killed in Dorchester barbershop. And we, as I said earlier, we all know that barbershops were discussed amongst gangs and police departments in the 90s that they were to become safe havens. They were supposed to be on violence, going to kill the black community businesses, not shooting up black-owned restaurants and black-owned barbershops. So in 91, barbershops were told to these gangs, that's off limits. All that type of stuff off limits. The drama, the stuff in there. And we have somebody walk right up in a, in a Dorchester barbershop to the well-known barber. I, I, I'm tired of it. it. And, you know, when I see this thing with takeoff, in the rap industry, we've lost a ton of people in the rap industry, and that's the black community. Let's let's be honest here. You got Nipsey Hussle, you got PNB Rock. Now you've got Offset's family member, oh, is now dead. Takeoff is now dead at 28 years old over a over a dice game, over a simple dice game. And one of the things that aggravates me in the black community is is that we've, for years we've always turned our blind eye. We all know about what happened. We all know why it happened. We all know how things escalate and get heated over certain I got to ask you, what do we need to do? Because we, we're always saying we need to do this, we need to do that, but we never do it. We always rah, 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 but then when it comes to gun violence, we never do what we're supposed to really do that we know we're supposed to do. I'm asking you, what do we need to do? Because I'm, I'm getting real tired of this. This is getting crazy. One thing I could think of that I know we um, should we need to do is build a better relationship with our police department. Like we need to be able to have that trust, you know, community and the police need to come together. It shouldn't be like, you know, a divided thing. We should all be able to come together. If there's a problem, an issue, some sort of thing that's happening, be able to, you know, have that trust, you know, that should happen. Um, <laughs> but uh, my main goal is to, that's why a main reason why I started to advocate American Association of Brockton is I wanted to create something that, you know, like it's always said, like everybody's always trying to get ahead of one another. I'm the type of person is I want to bring, make something where all of us can come together. I don't care what your nationality is, what, you know, what, what your skin tone is. Like I, I, it doesn't matter to me. Come and let's come together. Let's plan events. Let's get together. Let's bring the city together, you know, for something positive instead of, you know, all of us always coming together for something negative. So um, I think that, you know, mass does has one of the strictest, you know, um, laws when it does come to guns. So I think it's more of, you know, 
having more police officers and bringing that community together with the police department to, you know, hear from the community. The police should be out in the communities hearing what we want. What do you want to see happen? What do you think should happen? How can we lessen this? And then we come together with that. They come together with that feedback and develop a solution so that we're working together instead of apart. And I got to get Brockton Police a big, big, huge applause and props because Brockton Police, for those who don't know, Brockton Police actually just opened up a satellite station inside Westgate Mall. Now, they did have a satellite station a while back located in the Save-A-Lot, where the Save-A-Lot and CVS is up on Cary Hill, but that has been since closed down for a long time. And I didn't really like that location. I understand what they were trying to do. It was community policing. It was good to see that, but I think having a satellite station Community policy-based station in Westgate Mall. I love it. I love that idea. People are shopping. You know, people can maybe, and like you said, we need to talk and build that relationship. Hey, you know something about the crime? Guess what? People don't have to see, you don't have to worry about someone seeing you walking into the police station. You could go to the mall, Best Buy, and then say, you know what? I got a tip, but let's, let me, let me go to Best Buy, get my TV now, I'm going to swing by the police station inside the mall, and then maybe I'll give my anonymous tip. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And, and it's things like that. That's that's the stuff that happens because sometimes it's just something simple like that. Somebody's just scared to be seen going down yep. to the police station. They don't want to be seen. But if you're at the mall, hey, I seen you at the mall. Oh, yeah, man, I was at Best Buy. Oh, no, I, didn't, right. I wasn't doing this. And that's and that's why I, I'm, you know, I, I want to mention this. Felicia says, absolutely, that's what made you a great candidate when you ran for Ward 2. Um, how can people find you? How can they follow you? How can they get you ready for November? Yes, so a week from today. So um, I have a Facebook following page which says Jamie Hodges for Southeast and Regional School Committee. It's very long, but that's the whole Facebook page. Um, (laughs) My email is Hodges, the number four, S-E at gmail.com. You can always find me there. Um, I'll be in your neighborhoods. Um, You can always Facebook, my personal Facebook or my campaign Facebook. Um, I'm always around. You know, I'm always in the community doing something, so you can always find me. (laughs) And and you're young, and I'm going to tell you something about Southeastern that you're probably going to be shocked and appalled by when I tell you this because you're young. You, you don't know this about Southeastern Regional. So back in the day when I went to Southeastern Regional, one of the big things about Southeastern Regional and all the old school heads are going to laugh and die, we had what was called the Quadra Angle, which is where in the middle area of Southeastern, it's a grassy area. The Quadra Angle is where all the students were allowed to go and smoke cigarettes. Back in the day. And at lunchtime, it in the winter, it would be cold as hell. And you'd have teachers bumming cigarettes from students. Students giving teachers cigarettes. And sm- I said, man, if this was today, people would have lost their jobs. The school, yo, right. look, your school committee would have been like, what do you mean teachers are smoking cigarettes with kids? I'm just letting you know. Anybody who went to Southeastern back in the day, they'll tell you. You'd be out there in the cold packing your cigarettes, open one up. Teacher be like, oh, man, look, I'm, I'm low. Can I get one off you? Yeah, you pass it to the teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, it's true story. Southeast Regional, it, the Quadra Angle is what they called it, and it was crazy. Like I said, if you had that today, oh, oh man, man, you'd be a... You you be on Fox twenty five right now. <laughs> All over every news station. <laughs> so um, I want to thank you, thank you, thank you thank for you coming so on, much. being honest. Um, November eighth, everybody. Like I said, it don't matter who you're voting for. 
It doesn't matter if you're red. It doesn't matter if you're blue. It doesn't matter if you're green. As long as November 8th, you get your butt up out your seats, you mm -hmm. vote. It doesn't matter if you fill out the form that comes to your house that you requested and vote. It don't matter. Voting is power. Regardless of which way it swings or falls, voting is power. People have died for the right to vote. So <laughs> please, 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 please. Like I was saying earlier, there's nothing more worse than getting in the debate with somebody and then they tell you, oh, I don't even vote. That's why I don't vote. Like I said, that's that's my biggest pet peeve. That's my biggest. Hey, Margaret, how's it going? Um, Kelly Hanlon says community sharing. Um, Felicia says, I voted today. I actually dropped my ballot off in the mailbox last week. I put my votes in. Hey, I got to thank you for coming on the show. Thank you so much for inviting me. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. And again, that invite is out there for anybody. Uh, actually, next Tuesday is the election. So having people on, I've had a lot of people on. Um, and I got to, hey, I got to thank everybody because I know Southeastern Regional School Committee has had some drama this past year with, with a member. And I'm glad that everybody who's in the chat that's watching, uh, Brian Joseph Lynch, a lot of people out there, Matt Stanton, how you going? You know, I love how people know about this show. I don't play with the foolishness. I don't like people coming in the chat and dropping stuff that has nothing to do with the candidates that are running. And I'm glad that nobody came in the chat and dropped foolishness about some of the stuff that's going on um, this past year. So I'm, I'm very, I applaud my, I applaud my viewers. I say I have some of the smartest viewers out there. <laughs> so I want to thank you, Jamie, for coming on. Thank you so much. Okay, so let me take a quick break, and then I got to get back in here and get the news to you guys. Right back. Hold on. Here we go. Alrighty, alrighty, alright, alright. We're back here in the booth broadcasting live from the City of Champions. I got to thank both my guests, Jamie Hodges, Maggie Penny, both of them for coming on the show. I got to get into this show, blow it out. We are at 7.51 um, in the news booth. A man was shot and killed inside the Dorchester Barbershop. I just let you guys, we, we actually talked about that. Uh, Barbara Herman Maxwell Hinton, 43, was shot and killed inside Celebrity Cuts. Uh, he was one of seven killings, but that me because the barbershop safe haven not supposed to happen in the place and um they opened up love the support the barbershop reopened this saturday after the shooting why because they don't want the business to die they don't want people to away they opened back up on saturday and they were they were packed people came to show support for the barbershop said you know this is barbershops churches made to be off limits comes to gun violence um i robot 
guys are not familiar with iRobot, iRobot is the company in Massachusetts that's responsible for the Roomba robot vacuum. Roomba robot vacuum has now been bought. iRobot in Massachusetts is another one of these companies that struggled during COVID. They started taking losses. Thank you, Jamie, for putting that info in there. Uh, Maggie, if you're still watching, please drop your info in there. Um, they were acquired by Amazon. Amazon, look, people, pay attention. Amazon is buying small businesses or hurting businesses up, and then they're taking that business and they're selling everything from that business as they acquire them. So Roomba, the robotic vacuum that goes around your house that was here developed in Boston, Massachusetts, is now our Amazon product. Looking for Roombas? I, I doubt they'll change the name. Because Roomba is well known when you talk about the robot vacuums. So I'm pretty sure they won't change the name. It's just that Amazon owns them now. Keep paying attention, people. That's the third one this week I mentioned. Um, I, I don't think I mentioned to you guys about the textile. Um, Amazon acquired the, the, the nation's largest textile business that supplies to arts and craft stores, such as. Um, Jennifer's Crafts Shop, um, Michael's Crafts, Jen Ann's, and to Walmart. They they bought it. They bought all of the stock and all the textiles that you're going to be getting now be coming from Amazon. Most craft stores have gone um, because add up. So, um, top Twitter executives were fired. Elon Musk took over, as you guys saw at the beginning of the show, the intro. If you missed it, watch it on YouTube. But I had a new intro tonight, uh, intro skit based on Elon Musk. Elon Musk finalized the sale of sale between him and Twitter. He purchased Twitter last week. And on Friday, they experienced a 500% increase N-word just on Friday alone as racist and ignorant people blocked to Twitter to say whatever they wanted. But guess what? Elon Musk says he's coming up with a content moderation team because he knows that his ass can still get sued for things that people say. Now, here's a little strategic thing for you people. Elon Musk is thinking about charging people $20 a month for verified accounts. If Elon Musk decides to make everybody pay for Twitter, guess what, people? Then people can say whatever they want because it's a paid service, not a free service public where they have to follow laws and guidelines and freedom. What I'm saying, if it becomes a full paid site like Ocean, these other sites, pay whatever you want. Question is, is, is are these races going to pay $20 a month to get a blue check and to be able to say what they want? $20 a month is a lot. A lot. And to be honest, if you ain't got nobody following you and listening to you, uh, new way to run with Duncan. <clears throat> Duncan. Perks have gone by the wayside. It's now Duncan Rewards. Pulled it out nationwide. Uh, my app actually updated the other day. And now you'll be able to mix and match things and pick things and build your rewards up and stack them. You're not gonna, they're not gonna expire. You don't have to rush and get six coffees in one day because your <laughs> your perks expire. Um, but you know, that's a good thing. Bad thing, legal booth. Dunkin' Donuts in the legal booth. 14. So for those who don't know, Dunkin' Donuts is owned by, they have their own Dunkin' Donuts, and then they have franchise Dunkin' Donuts 
operate separately. 14 Dunkin' Donuts operated by franchise owners now have to pay $150,000 for 1,200 child labor violations. One of the big violations for Dunkin' Donuts is having teens work past 9 p.m. As all know, this is a law in this state. Had a young man who worked for a movie theater fell asleep behind the wheel of his car at 11.30 midnight after working his shift, and he got killed in this car accident. And there was a law made where you can't have teens working after, I think it's after 9 p.m. I'm pretty sure it's 9 p.m. because somebody had said it was 10. I think they have to be off the clock at 9 p.m. if they're under 16, and if they're if they're 17, they have to be off at it's 10 o'clock. So I think if if somebody knows that the station on that, uh, please put it in the chat because I know it's a it's a big law. Um, we know the other stuff that they were violating, and that's you know the hourly pay and all that stuff. The big one is kids working past them hours. That's a that's a no no. That's a that's a huge violation. Huge violation. That means they had kids that probably were going to school at 15, 16, coming to Dunkin' Donuts to work, and now you work and then you closing. You shouldn't be closing. You got school to do. So that's kind of what was going on. Um, David DePoppy, he is the Pelosi attacker. Um, he attacked Paul Pelosi with a hammer. Paul Pelosi underwent surgery on his skull. Um, uh, Far right is saying that David DePappy was a gay lover of Paul Pelosi. And they're saying that the cops, well, political started the whole wrong thing because they said that they he had his underwear and this and that. And it, they were trying to say that they're gay lovers. Speech. Um, David DePappy was a Trump supporter. He believed in all these crazy conspiracy theories. He came into that house screaming for Nancy Pelosi. Um, during questioning, he said that he wanted to break Nancy Pelosi's kneecaps, kidnap her, and force her to listen to him. Now, this guy has mental health issues. I'm not making excuses for the guy. I'm not saying this or that, but he has mental health issues. He has a he has an ex girlfriend who's serving time and right now dating him, and she said that he spent a whole entire year believing and thinking that he was. Lived this whole year thinking this way. So mental health is going to be an issue here, people. I know you hate to say that, hate when people say that. It's not a scapegoat, but I, I, I want mental illness brought to the forefront. I, yes, we see it on social on social media. We know on our friends list having issues with. And I'll tell you right now, you ask anybody if they think that mental illness is worse than we believe. No. Through social media, they're going to tell you yes. They're going to say yes. Um, it's crazy stuff. Uh, D'Souza, he is the man who made that film, 2,000 Mules. He's being sued. Dinesh D'Souza, slapped with defamation. This is the film that all these Republican Trump supporters and Trump Americans are throwing up in your face when you try to debate politics with them. And they throw up the 2,000 Mules, and supposedly the election was fixed. You know, the election that wasn't fixed. Well... He had a picture, a video of a guy dropping off ballots at the ballot box. The guy was dropping off five ballots. So he spun this whole story that the guy had cast multiple votes. No, he didn't. Because anybody who tells you and knows when you 
vote and drop ballots off, you actually have to put your name on the ballot if you're filling out ballots for someone else and if you're dropping it off for someone else, that has to be noted on the mail-in ballots. So if you have a mother and a father who are handicapped and can't get down to the ballot box, drop off their vote, you have to sign and say you're dropping it for them, and, and that proves. You're dropping it in the box, and they pull those five out. Your five have to be on there for being that person there. And if that person... You know, there's checks and balances, people. Don't listen to all the BS that's out there. He's being sued right now um, for character. Right there with Alex Jones, Kanye West, and Mike Lindell, the pillow guy. Uh, Kanye West, speaking of Kanye West, Kanye West cannot sell White Lives Matter t-shirts for Candace Owens because Candace Owens got him on it because she's the one BLM movie uh, because two black men own the trademark to White Lives Matter. These two DJs have the trademark because they have a listener actually purchased the trademark White Lives Matter and he didn't want it to be used in a bad way. So he transferred the trademark to these two black guys who were DJs who he was fans of. Insane. Insane. That's, that's craziness. Craziness. In the entertainment booth, rest in peace, Jerry Lee Lewis, a rock and roll original who had his demons. I know there's a, there are a lot of people talking crap about Jerry Lee Lewis. Um, you know, there's that whole thing about stealing rock and roll from black people. But again, you can't take away the man's talent. Can't take away his achievements. Jerry Lee Lewis dead at 87 years old. Um, and he was like, I hate to say this, but he was Kelly. <laughs> Lee Lewis. But back then, I hate to say it, back then that was one of them things, man. Things. And again, I talked about this on the show earlier. Eagles rapper takeoff dead at 28 shot in Houston. Not happy about it at all, and I was glad I was able to talk with um, my previous guest tonight on this, but black community need to do better. <clears throat> we really need to do better. Don't let this man's death go in vain. And the sad part is, is that Takeoff is the quiet member of the group. Don't do all the crazy, nutty stuff. He was the quiet guy. And supposedly when the dudes came back after the altercation, he was just standing there, and he just caught the stray. Sad. He's the youngest member. Youngest member. Quavo is his uncle. Quavo's actually his uncle. And Offset is the cousin of Quavo. So he's the youngest. Rest in peace, take off. They find somebody in the black community out there in Houston. Speak the F up. You saw it. You saw it at the beginning of the show. Samuel L. Jackson told you all where the blame goes. Okay. Um, this past weekend was the annual Treehouse of Horror on Simpsons. I had to record it. I haven't watched it yet. But as you guys know, they do the Treehouse of Horror. There's like three different segments. One of the segments was a tribute to the anime Death Note. And they did the whole segment of that Treehouse of Horror in anime animation. I know, I know some of y'all are probably like, why the hell is he smiling? Why the hell is he so I'm an anime guy? I was just bring I was just bring my camera around and show you guys the, the anime that I have. Oh, Kanye West wants to build his own mini city called the Ecosystem. 
He's losing people left and right. He wants to build his own mini city where he will have his own trademarks. He'll have his own everything. Um, again, Memphis. Sports booth. Bill Belichick with his win over the pay, uh, the Jets, 22-17. Bill Belichick has now surpassed the man, Papa Bear, George Hollis, owner and coach, head coach of the Chicago Bears, second place on the NFL's coaching win list. That will put him 19 behind Mr. Shula, Amy Dolphin. And here's the thing. I know a lot of people are talking about Belichick getting fired and Belichick not being here next year. And this thing, Belichick ain't going nowhere. Belichick ain't craft is not going to let Bill Belichick leave New England and get these 19 wins and celebrate being the all-time winning, winning this coach in another city or state. That is not happening, people. That is not happening. So if you think that's happening, you don't know nothing about football because Kraft ain't going to let that happen. Kraft is not going to let that happen at all. Sit down. Thank you. Thank you, Felicia. You jumped the gun. <laughs> she knew what was coming. Felicia knew exactly what was coming with that one. Um, <clears throat> Tom Brady and Giselle announced their divorce after 13 years. It was quick. So they, they, look, she made more money than him. She was worth more money than him. So when they got together, he was, remember, Tom, when they got together, Tom Brady was Tom Brady. He wasn't really blowing up as a quarterback like he was once they got married. So when they got together, she had the money. And everybody probably told her, hey, what if he gets injured? What if he ends up this? What if he ends up that? Well, you don't want this, nut, this dude taking your money. So they, look. I would have to say Tom and Giselle's divorce was probably one. I would say that might be a world record. They announced his divorce and then it was fine line. Boom. Boom. Giselle was like, take your shit. <laughs> and now, and now the, 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 um, the Pete Davidson Giselle memes are killing me. People y'all are so wrong. Here I am. I'm telling Tom Brady to pull up to a B cause a B is doing all the photoshops. And I'm telling him to pull up. Now everybody's out here memes of Pete Davidson with Giselle because everybody wants them to date down. And I'll tell you something. Hey, if 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 Pete Davidson ends up with Giselle, I'm going to be mad as hell. But look, he's a funny dude. Comedians can pull some women, man. He had Ariana Grande. He had Kim Kardashian. He had Kate Beckinsale from Underworld. Come on now, Kate. Don't see Kate Beckinsale. It's if Pete Davidson gets Giselle, we riot. <laughs> we gonna riot. <laughs> also this weekend, Jackson State Tigers beat the Southern Jackson State beat the Southern Tigers. JSU now. Guess what? Eight and O. Oh. One game away from Coach Dion being perfect on the regular season and bringing TV and all this attention to the HBCUs. Never been done before. I'm applauding it. Black colleges are finally moving up. Um, Byron Allen has bought networks, and now he's talking about putting the HBCU games on TV. But guess what? ESPN was feeling the heat. That's, that's why I'm going to let you all know. 
That's why ESPN College Game Day was at JSU this weekend. That's why. Because ESPN knows they haven't they haven't carried any HBCU games. They haven't they haven't carried that stuff on ESPN two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, or a hundred. Uh, but the point is, is that they really haven't covered it like that. And it was real nice to see um, that HBCU culture in the forefront of ESPN this past weekend because um, they were showing the step competitions and, and they were showing the step guys on, on game day and the girls doing the step. Um, the night before, I missed it, but they had the beatbox battle of the bands the night before, which I believe was carried on BET. So, um it's coming, people. It's coming. Um, this is the first time ESPN's College Game Day did not cover a Power Five game. They were they were at HBCU. Uh, Biden bombshells. President Biden accuses oil companies of war profiteering and threatens a windfall tax. Guess what? Hey, President Biden, you dropped the ball on this one, buddy. You knew that these guys were working with profit and taking profit. When COVID first started opening, everything started to just start opening up. I'm going to tell you, because he knew it. He knew that they were going to take profits before they, before Russia even invaded the Ukraine. The oil companies was pulling their crap. Oil, the American oil company owners here in, 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 in the United States were also screwing us over. Because I'll let you guys remember, and I talked about it on this show, OPEC. And everything started to open back up, right? Remember when the when, remember when remember when everything just started to open back up from COVID? Remember the prices of fuel went like through the roof? Remember? Everybody was saying this and that, and it was because Biden. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. The reason why OPEC had released a story and it was on 60 Minutes. It was on 60 Minutes. OPEC said the reason why prices were high is because they didn't produce enough barrels to ship the excess of oil that they had to produce to handle the opening of look is OPEC. Stop, stop playing games. Stop playing games. You, 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 you think we, you think we're stupid. You think some of us stop doing that. Stop. Stop doing that. OPEC. None of us, not, not all of us are stupid. We seen you. They said they didn't have enough barrels to ship the oil. They didn't, they didn't make enough barrels to ship the oil. So that's why, it created this demand and put the prices up. That's come on now. Stop it. Stop it. So now president Biden has decided he's going to do something and threatens a windfall tax. Come on Biden. You know, what's going to happen. You hit them with a windfall tax and then they're just going to pass it on to us. Like they always do. Cause this is bigger than just the president. I've said this before and I've said it again. The president has no control over the gas price. And here we are coming in November and the home heat and oil prices are going to be here in the Northeast because everybody's going to order. So I hope everybody who buys oil, I hope, man, I hope you got it early. Got it early. Uh, in the Ukraine invasion. Here we go. Pay attention. Russian Oliak, one of Putin's bankers. He has renounced his Russian citizenship over the Ukraine war. Big. Pay attention, people. This is This is a big. The oligarchs are the people who Putin runs his money and, 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 and flushes his money through. The people who Putin keeps rich. 
we have these sanctions and all these things going on. It's it, this here renouncing your citizenship has nothing to do with the money you might be losing. Done with this Ukraine war thing, um, renouncing his Russian citizenship. Now there's there are high level Ogliaks. Keep an eye on it because there have been some suspicious deaths that haven't made mainstream media, but it's out there in Russia, close to Putin, who were allies but were now speaking out. They've had some deaths too. Deaths last month and two. Close to Putin dying of mysterious. One guy was just found last week. They hung him outside the fence of his house. Hung him on his fence. They said it was suicide. Why would he go outside and hang himself on his fence? Outside is a personal thing. Who did that in his house? On Russia? You think stupid? That was a message. That was a message sent right there. Hey, thanks everybody for checking out the show, supporting the show. Good stuff with you. Um, those who support my banners and my my hats. Uh, the shows I produce and take care of. She talks football podcast, draft in the circuit, talk to Mike Radio, uh, talk back with Gloria Shea, Maddie C Sports for you and me. It's eight thirty and happy hour with Lito. Those guys, triple. Um, oh, I got to take this off. This is actually over. Ended Friday was actually the last day. No more Brockton's Farmers Market. It will be back next year. Um, that one. Boston Music Awards, Videographer of the Year nominee, and Scott Sandonato. Check him out. Make sure you put a vote. He did Diana Marie's Let's Roll video. Also, I was able to be at the It Factor competition this weekend. Um, last Sunday night was the finale. Man, Leroy Streets took home the title. $5,000. He killed it. He killed it. But everybody else also tore up Royale. Um, um, juice. Juice. God, I got I got Juice Quest, I think the names were. I, I got to correct it. I'm going to get them on the show and make that up to them. Also, Royale and Tati Queen. Tati also performed. Uh, thank you, Mr. Benson, General. I whooped your ass last year. Hey, battle. So, uh, good stuff. Um, also, this Friday night, Pro Wrestling Show, Genesis, November 4th, Brockton VFW. Get your tickets now. Always a good show there. <clears throat> and as I mentioned, IGY6 fundraiser, second one, Saturday night. Your boy Sinister One will be DJing. Um, Amber Smith was in the chat. Amber Smith, 50-50 tickets. Um, this is a, 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 an event that puts court dogs with veterans who are suffering from They raise the money, and then they match these veterans up with dogs. It is a great cause. Selling... Apple tickets to to Amber Smith and Travis Partington. Right? And then the Veterans Day Parade will be Friday, November 11th, 9.30 a.m. Make sure you set up. And then the parade kicks off at 10. And um, there will be a ceremony at 11 at City Hall. So, again, the Veterans Day Parade is Friday, November 11th. Fox Army Book Drive. Drop off your books at 48 Lodge Street. October 20th to December 20th. And also, this Friday night, 
Viana Marie will be at the DNA Cipher in Massachusetts, Boston. Address different, but go on Viana Marie's website, Facebook page. That the address has changed, and you'll be able to get the there. But please, 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 Friday night DNA Cipher, and it's going to be this Friday night in Boston. So please come out and support us. Also, please make sure to check out the latest project. It's personal streaming everywhere and um that's it good show i want to thank everybody for tuning in i want to thank my guests maggie Penny and jamie hodges they are running for southeastern regional vocational technical high school i graduated from there see we when we were younger we used to just we used to just say serve this that's the integral serve this s-e-r-v-t-a that's what we used always say because it was a mouthful but they are running for the school committee representing brockton please 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 next tuesday night make sure the vote and next tuesday night because today is the first tuesday but because next tuesday is election my guys r squared and ken diesel are going to be here next week r squared is wrong and r squared has written two great pieces over at the corridor in regards to the Democrats and how they're dropping the ball in this upcoming midterms. And um, he also wrote another one in regards to this violence on Paul Pelosi. So check him out. They will be on the show here next week. And hey, I want to thank everybody for me during that zombie apocalypse. Like I said, I need to thank you all. It got real hectic here at the end of last week's show. If you missed the show and you want to see what it's down, um, check it out on YouTube. Other than that, Rest in peace, take off those. Stop the effing gun violence, people. Black culture, smarten up. SpongeBob, take us home. Well, see you next Tuesday. Thank you for listening to The Booth on Hoobazoo and HatcherRadio.com. Please follow the Facebook page and subscribe to the podcast at Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. The Booth is a Sinister One production hosted by Sinister One. I've got to start hanging out with friends that are a little more intelligent and understand politics and stuff. It's just that I'm up on this level up here and all my friends are down here. Me, nah. You guys, nah. Maybe a little more down, down in here. Screw you guys, I'm going home. I smoke, I drink, I do my thing. These bitches hating, so you know I got to make it plain. Don't do cocaine with your chick, my main. We stick together, true forever, yeah, you know we bang. I miss those days, which was easy. If only I make it, you don't repeat. Now that I done upgraded, I've been upstate, and y'all think I'm playing. And I gotta hit now for these weak ass hoes who think I ain't slaying. Try me, try me, and I'll probably end up laughing, cause I never back down. I'm that chick with a clean ass whip. I don't need that shit, it's like I'm my own now. I get hurt, I get tired of fuss and fighting, guess I gotta crack down. Don't mess with me, cause on everything, I'ma have to bring the whole city out. W-H-O-O-B-A-Z-O-O-N-A-T-O-R-Z-O-C-O-M W-H-O-O-B-A-Z-O-O-N-A-T-O-R-Z-O-C-O-M Enter website, enter website, enter website, enter website.